What's going on, Geek Pit? Welcome to another episode of Geeking Out with the Metal Geek. I'm your host, the Metal Geek, and I got one thing to say. Make sure you follow me. Just click the QR code. It'll be linked to all my social medias right there on the right-hand side of the screen. It's free to do, real easy, and costs you absolutely nothing. You'll be helping me out by so much. And, um, yeah, it's, you know... That's it. No, that's all I have to say. And uh, the next guest I got coming up, I just want to give it a quick shout out right now, will be the Fusion Champion, Giorgio Lawrence. That's our next guest on Geeking Out right now. So let's take a look. But the Fusion Champion, Giorgio Lawrence, December 18th at 7.30 p.m. That's going to be our next guest. So... That should be a fun interview as well. So, but without further ado, let's give a geeking out welcome to our guest today. They are Primal Fear. Yo, yo, yo! What is What's up, bro? On, Thank you for having us, man. What's going on, guys? So, how's it going? Thanks going for pretty good, life, man. Of course, brother. We're always looking to help out anyone who's willing to help us out. You know, we got to give to get, you know what I mean? So thank you for having us. So first and foremost, um, individually, we'll start, I guess, left to right. You know, I don't know if you have the same left to right. (laughs) So we'll start. um, We'll start. uh, How did you guys get started in the wrestling business? Um, before we get into that, let me, I guess, let's just allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Adrian Soriano of Primal Fear. This is Gabriel Hodder of Primal Fear. Oh, we can't hear you, Matt. Your uh, microphone, can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Now we can hear you. Go ahead, bro. Do it again. Matthew Holman Primal Fear, baby. There you go. And if we're going to get into the backstories of pro of like our journey into pro wrestling, I think Matt, it'll be best to start off with you since I would say you were kind of the, the initiator of it, if you will, for me, at least. So how far are we going back? We're going back to the beginning. To the beginning. The beginning. So all the way back. 2015. 2015. So even further than 2015, uh, myself and Adrian, we've known each other since we were in high school, you know, uh, um, we met each other uh, just through circumstances, being in the same class and stuff like that. But we really didn't like click until uh, our school didn't have a wrestling program. And uh, they started the wrestling program, I think, in the middle of our high school tenure. And uh, we were like, I don't know, I was like, oh, snap, I always wanted to do wrestling. So I love pro wrestling. So um, signed up for that the first day. We're all meeting in the gym. And I see, you know, a familiar faces. It's it's Adrian, our good friend Tiger Watson, a couple other friends, you know. And I'm like, well, what are these guys doing here? So we start talking, and uh, we bonded on the fact that we all had more than just the amateur wrestling. We all love pro wrestling, you know. And uh, we were best friends for years. Did bands, and you know, after high school, we played in heavy metal bands and stuff like that. And uh, just came up. We were kind of in the middle of like band members and all this crazy stuff and like it just kept coming up hey we should try pro wrestling we should try pro wrestling and then uh we ended up saying you know what why not you know before we get too old let's uh let's check it out so we went up to uh the monster factory and i had heard of the monster factory from tank tolan i met tank tolan when i was like in like the fifth or sixth grade or something and uh he told me about the monster factory and it came back up i remember seeing like the uh, reports of Matt Riddle going to the Monster Factory. So we saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I remember Matt from the Monster Factory." And Broly, sorry about that. And uh, as seen the Monster Factory, and we were like, "You know what? Let's check it out." We went to the first show. We we're hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody wants to pick it up from there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I pretty much don't got much. To add to that, I said, yeah, we met in high school. We attended amateur wrestling together. And um, once the band thing wasn't really working out, it was Matt's idea, like, hey, why don't we try actual pro wrestling? And I was a fan growing up. It's something that I didn't see myself doing as an adult. I wanted to be like a comic book artist. You know, I was heavily into drawing and doing uh, physical art. But when the opportunity came up to try it out, I said, why not? And then here we are uh, almost eight years later. 
Uh, so my start was a little bit different than theirs. So I actually ended up, uh, when I was five years old, I had my birthday party at the Monster Factory. So I had always known about the Monster Factory. I had always wanted to be a wrestler my whole life. I grew up in a family that like, loved wrestling. Like I was a toddler at WrestleMania. Like, so I always grew up around wrestling. And I knew I wanted to do it. Um, so in like... 2015 I was supposed to go away to college to play football and I ended up not playing football I came home and I decided like man I really wanted to like give this wrestling thing a chance like I've always wanted to do it so I started looking up like wrestling schools on YouTube and uh, the Monster Factory came up and you know I was like I said I was familiar with it like I had my birthday party there but in one of their YouTube videos, I seen a clip of uh, Nick Camarado, who's like AEW now. And me and Nick actually went to the same high school. So like for me, it was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, this kid I went to high school with is like a professional wrestler. Like if he can do it, I can do it, you know? I mean, he's a huge monster, but besides that, I was like, we're like the same. We went to the same high school, you know, both played football, both wrestled, so like, I decided to uh, join the Monster Factory in December 2015, and then I originally was not in Primal Fear. There was another third member. I um, wrestled kind of as like a single for like a couple months. I was very boring. I wasn't very good at it. And uh, um, Damian Priest was our trainer at the time, and he uh, he knew like my favorite wrestler at the time was like Bray Wyatt. Primal Fear was kind of doing like dark, spooky gimmick. And he knew, like, I was into it. So one day at training, he like pulled me aside and he was just like, hey, uh, what do you think about us putting you in Primal Fear? And I was like, that's awesome. Like, they're having really cool matches. Like, they're working, you know, with cool people. Like, I was on the pre show. Sometimes I was still doing like the cameraman. So, like, for me, it was an awesome opportunity to like really get going and like, it completely turned my wrestling career around. I don't know what I would have been doing right now. You know, it's pretty funny because, like, at the time when uh, Damian Priest pitched Gabriel to be a part of our group, we were kind of like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, because we had that relationship with Gabriel before he was uh, mentioned to join the group. But now, man, like, if anyone else was asked to join, we would have to huddle. Like, yo, I don't know. I don't know, just because we've been together for so long, man, we built that relationship within each other. It's kind of hard to just let anyone else join. You know, so, so. Like a huge business decision. You're like, hey, we're going to sit here and contemplate this. This would be a hard decision. (laughs) It was also, you know, it wasn't wasn't hard to say no to uh, Damian Priest either. When he told us we were doing it, we were like, okay. So, so Damian Priest was the guy that pitched the idea for Primal Fear. Did he pitch the name as well, or uh... that's you guys? I was out of it. So um, that's always interesting because originally we weren't Primal Fear, uh, but he definitely helped. So we had to sit and like brainstorm like an entire day because they just kind of like they, we knew we were gonna be together because we were already like we had our third member and uh we were always together we were associated together we came you know we were in metal bands together you know that's what they knew us from and um so they said hey you guys are in a six-man match figure out a name so we had to sit in the uh the locker room all day we sat with damien priest the three of us and blue meanie would kind of walk around here and there and we had a couple ideas like old band name ideas we were just kind of pitching to each other and um I think the first name is Primal Hate, right? The original. Yeah, first name was Primal Hate. Yeah, we, I remember we were sitting in the locker room. We were like looking at that song lyrics. Damian Priest was logging through like song names and stuff. And we were like, man, we just can't. We just don't know anything. And Blue Mini, I remember he was sitting in the corner and we just went up to him like, hey, man, we, we need to figure out a name. And instantly he was like, how about Primal Hate? We we're like, okay, that works. And then the following month, it was changed to Primal Fear. And we stuck with that name ever since. It, um, I hate to ask, but isn't Primal Fear also the name of a movie, or what's uh, it, it, yes. it is a movie. It is a movie. So. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys get uh, asked about uh, the movie a lot, or um... honestly, not really. Not as much as you think. Yeah, yeah. Not- <laughs> there's also a band called Primal yeah. Fear, and I remember one time I was wearing one of our shirts. I was wearing one of our earlier like uh, shirts, and somebody came up to me, "Oh man, I love that band." I was like. 
<laughs> it's not it's not the band <laughs> it's like some people when when i um get confused with metal geek because they think okay metal geek is like somebody who loves like just hardcore me- like hardcore metal and once that hardcore band becomes mainstream okay you're a metal geek no that's not what it means at all to me Metal geek is geek culture and metal music all combined into one. Okay, I see that. Hey man, I'm all about it. <laughs> so like we said, man, we used to be in the heavy metal band, so we love heavy metal. <laughs> you know, we're all about that nerd culture. Yeah, we're a bunch of anime all about fans. it. Yeah. But uh, so also let me you just let the work ring. I'm sorry, I was just gonna touch on the uh, the history of the Primal Fear. Like we were given a name and like early on in our car- career, we were trying to like come up with a meaning behind the name. So when Gabriel earlier, he said, you know, we were doing this spooky gimmick is because we thought when we, th- we heard of the name Primal Fear, we thought, okay, maybe we should be like scary characters and whatnot. And uh, eventually, you know, with years of development, uh, we were able to like evolve it to what you saw at Remarkable the last time you seen us. So um, we, I could, we could get super in depth into that, but I just kind of wanted to like throw that out there. All right. Yeah, we've I'll- had uh, such an interesting development from like the beginning where we just didn't talk. We used to have these masks. He used to wear face paint. And uh, eventually we became just a little more of ourselves. Now. I was going to say, yeah, like where we are now is really it's pretty much a reflection of who we are as human beings. Just having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> always having a good time and kicking some ass. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to ask um, a quick question. What was the biggest thing that Damien Priest taught you about working with him inside? Uh, for me, it was presentation because I feel like he always was huge on how you present yourself, not only like uh, for your match, but also how you carry yourself backstage and like anywhere, wherever you go. You know, if you want to be a star, then like try to present yourself as one because perception is reality. You know, if someone is looking at you for the first time, like what are they going to think when they look at you? You know, so you. That, that was the big thing I got for him, which is presentation and perception. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that would probably be, like, all three of our answers. But yeah. We also were, like, privileged enough not just to be trained by him. We were in, like, a little group with him for a little bit. So, like, we got to be around, like, him, like, putting matches together and just, like, really getting, like, a look at that, like, kind of next level, like, uh, creative process for, like, putting together that you know like that's something that was so beneficial just being in the ring with him and seeing his timing and how he can just control the crowd and you know that's just stuff that you can't just get anywhere but you need to be there experiencing it yeah he was uh he was like very much like a mentor to us he really kind of put us under his wing so like this was a time where he was in Ring of Honor and he was wrestling like Jay White and all these guys. And he'd come to us and he'd, you know, we'd see him try to come up with ideas to go into these matches. And, you know, usually on gate. <laughs> and uh, we just got to see him develop at a time where it was like, it's so cool. And then boom, he ran off to the next level, you know? So that was like the end of our, like, us being around him full time but prior to that we're around him for all his big entrances where his minions coming out with him you know so it was really cool to watch him you know it was very inspiring to watch him on his journey you know yeah because of him we were able to get our foot inside of ring of honor and we were able to experience some of the things that he was experiencing you know and mm-hmm. it's like uh working in front of big crowds and stuff like that so yeah he he played a huge role in our career yeah, I mean, when we got accepted into, like, the Ring of Honor dojo to start training, he was the first person I texted, like, so. Yeah, that's, that's, I was just about to say, that's just so cool that, you know, you, you, you want, like, trained with somebody, and now they're in WWE, you know what I mean? And now it's like, wow. It's like now you can accept all that knowledge from them. You know what I mean? And learn from them and say, wow, 
all the stuff that they teach us, maybe we can make it up there too. So yeah, I mean, we've been extremely privileged in our career with the trainers we've been around. You know, we've had training from Jonathan Gresham, QT Marshall. I mean, you know, people that are in big companies doing big things. Like we've got to sit under their learning tree. I believe you guys were Ring of Honor to like the end of the actual till I got bought by Tony Khan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then they, uh, and then now you're on the in- indies. So, what's it like working for a big company like Ring of Honor? So, we were uh, never for, like, time, like contracted for them per se, but we were like I mentioned that like, we were in their dojo system. We were kind of like young boys, I guess, in a way. But we were yeah. fortunate enough to have like plenty, plenty of experiences like working on that that stage. Um, for me, it was just again a learning experience just to be around such talent like at that point we were never we were you know we weren't wrestling people that good every week like once a month we would go there and we would wrestle with some of the best wrestlers in the world yeah man working there for the the short amount of time that we did especially during covid season like man they upped our game like drastically because they were like Gabriel said, like they were elite level talent, you know, and you have no choice but to like try to get to that level. Because if you don't, if you fail when the opportunity arises, then they don't use you again. So, you know, it was our first match was against uh, Bandito, Flamita and Ray Horace, a trios match. And, you know, and like that was kind of thrown at us out of nowhere. And we were able to deliver, you know, for that match. We had guys coming up to us after the match, like, that that was some good stuff. And opportunity just kept following up. But as far as working there during that time, man, I felt like they played a huge role in our development as uh, sport entertainers. Because not only were they presenting us those opportunities to work with those guys inside of the ring, but it was also the stuff that they were helping us with outside of the ring. As far as, like, character development, uh segments promos you know just seeing like the construction everything being put together what everything that it takes in order to put a show to to put on a weekly program that's being uh put on tv like that stuff man like oh man i learned so much within that short amount it's like if you ever watch dragon ball z it's like being in a hyperbolic time chamber (laughs) you're there for for a couple days and then you just come out with years of knowledge and experience man (laughs) You just come out grizzled, like, yo. <laughs> but it was great, man. I loved every single minute of it. And like you said, it was a, it was very, like, sink or swim, you know? Like, they gave us an opportunity, and it was like every single time we, we had an opportunity, we were trying out new things, what works, what doesn't work. And what we were grateful for it was, it was always somebody who was watching. Someone would come up, hey, you guys did your entrance. Maybe do this like this. Or if we're doing promos backstage, someone would pull us to the side and say, hey, that was cool. Maybe do this like this. So we were able to just absorb so much knowledge from, like, you know, like everyone's saying, the best wrestlers in the world, I feel like, were at Ring of Honor at the time. And we were able to just absorb all that energy around all around us. Crazy, man. Yeah. What would you say the biggest thing you learned from working the Ring of Honor is? You'd say. The last thing. Uh, again, I, I would probably just be like the whole even back to what we were talking about with uh damian priest is just like the whole overall presentation of yourself you know because when you're working when we we've been on the indies since the beginning and we still are on indies and we see how a lot of these talents carry themselves on indies you know how they work their matches how they go about promoting themselves and all this stuff but man being with ring of honor it's like you have to take it to that next level if you really want to be at that level there's a reason why not everyone makes it to that level because it just isn't thrown to everyone. Like you have to earn that opportunity. You have to earn a spot to be on that roster. And when you are given that opportunity, it is up to you to deliver, you know, so that you can keep that spot. And so, so that you can just keep getting better and better and hope, you know, for the next big thing to come. So, so you guys ended up at remarkable also with that special guest appearance. How, how did that come about? don't mind me asking uh we originally reached out to remarkable the first time we did a show there uh, a couple hours like before the show the afternoon of there was a uh, seminar with the motor city machine that uh i believe adrian might have seen and reached out about us attending and we uh, did the seminar 
And then we ended up getting asked to uh, do the show that night, which we were in, a, I think, a four-person, four-corner tag match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like 16 people total. Yeah, people in the ring. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was yeah, Remarkable has crazy matches, like all these scramble <laughs> matches. Like, yeah. everybody just going at it at one time. It's just so crazy the way they, they book their matches, you know? It's just so different that everyone, how everyone else does this. I mean, but we didn't go there like expecting to have a match on the show. I I reached out for the Motor City Machine Gun Seminar, you know, because I figured, hey man, I've never met these guys. I'm a huge fan of the work. They're a tag team. We're a tag team. They're super successful. Like, why not take an opportunity to try and learn from these guys? You know, and it was a fantastic seminar. Us being on the show was a plus. Yeah. And it's uh, it's we're never done learning, and we we take that very seriously, like. There, there were a lot of guys who were at that seminar who, you know, were relatively greener, and that's a shame. There should be guys who have years and you know years of experience being there because there's always so much you can learn at any level. And plus, I think that's a great way to like network and and like meet up with these guys because if you for like in our case, if you do show up and you do good, they like what you what you bring to the table, then that then they'll remember you, you know, you stick out instantly so that the next time that you, you either keep in touch, you know, get their contact or next time you guys even meet each other, it's like, hey, man, like, you know, you kind of just reconnect and like pick up from where you left off. So it's, it's always cool to, to get out there and try to meet new people. Definitely, man. Definitely. You know? Is there, is there anything like you learned from the seminar or uh uh yeah we learned a few things man uh i they had a few tidbits of like you know like how to go like if you're just getting into the business like this is how you can go about develop like developing yourself as an in-ring talent you know i'll, I'll throw one of them out there they said if you are just getting in and you kind of don't know like what to do as far as move sets or like you know your your personality your gimmick just choose three of your favorite wrestlers combine them just take from them and then eventually you will mold into whatever it is that you're trying to be so i thought that was pretty cool mm -hmm. yeah and like they told a couple stories about like their time in uh tna and like this kind of advice that like mick foley and kevin nash and guys like that have given them and like you know that's kind of like getting it like second hand you know like which is the first way from you know some of the greatest wrestlers ever so like that's put advice you could get nowhere else you know other than people who have been there and have done that and of course we learned a couple like in rings they show a lot of chain wrestling it was really neat really cool stuff we learned in ring out of the ring like very good experience mm -hmm. I even throw this last one out there. Uh, they said that the reason they've been able to have a career or a job for so long on like major, you know, for major promotions is because they've always been able to stick out. So I feel like if you're in, you're you're an indie talent listening to this right now, like if you really want to get noticed, really want to get a job somewhere, then you guys you have to do everything in your power to try and like stand out from the competition. So that's where like I I'll throw us out there because you know we're a trio. There aren't any other trios out in a game that has started from day one. We're practically day one together. We're eight years in, yep. and like we've had some uh, amazing opportunities, especially appearing on AEW Dark to challenge for the Ring of Honor Six Man Championships. Like, there's no other uh, trios on the Indies that can say that they ever done that, you know. So, obviously, we still have a lot of work to do, but like you know, just that alone helps us stand out from you know the competition. Yeah, and people get it people see like this is a chemistry like you can't fake the funk you know like when they see us together we're in the ring you can't fake eight years of chemistry and brotherhood so you get that anytime you see us on the show yeah not to say it's always been you know all peaches and cream there's always bumps in the road you know but that's what allows us to get even stronger and allow us to have the bond that we do have because we are able to get through whatever it is that you know problem that there is and kind of just become stronger on the other side so it's unfortunate you know that you and your partner didn't last but it is what it is man you're still here just keep the product going and we'll be here to support you yeah yeah speaking speaking of partners right now do you guys have any crazy road stories while you all you guys are all here that you're crazy <laughs> road stories. um Dude, I think my favorite one is the time that we got the flat tire going to Georgia and we couldn't get it off because it was frozen. 
and we have to get man <laughs> you said that's your favorite story that's probably my least favorite story <laughs> it wasn't fun it was definitely funny sleeping in the uh the car like or the the tire shop I don't even remember us getting up. We were eating at some random little, we remember the little diner? House. It was a Waffle House. It was, was that an actual Waffle House? Was it connected? Oh, it, you wanna, I don't even... I was like, you want to tell them how when we showed up to the auto shop, the, the, the clerk wanted to pretend like they knew who we were? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we blew out a tire going down to Georgia to wrestle for uh, QT Marshall's uh, school at the time. And it was like, it was like man, probably three or four of the morning oh, yeah. happened and so it was cold cold it was so cold we couldn't get the lug nuts on the tire to change the tire so we ended up going to like a walmart at like three or four in the morning which thank god was open and we bought a tire but we had to take it to the tire shop right to replace it i guess but so we ended up walking in and it was like probably five or six in the morning at this time and it was the three of us and uh, Electra Lopez, who is in NXT. And Nick Camarado. And Nick Camarado. Oh, yeah, and Nick, Nick, Nick was the one, I think, that finally got the tire off. Yeah. But so we walked over, <laughs> and the guy was just kind of like, oh, you know, like, what are you guys doing or whatever? We were, oh, like, we're wrestlers. Like, we're on the way, you know, down to a show. He was like, oh, you guys are wrestlers. What's your name? He was like, Primal Fears. <laughs> and he looks up and he's like, Primal Triangle? I'm it's, it's you guys. It's Triangle. We're like, okay, whatever. Sure, buddy. Just then, change the tire, please. I, I see Primal Triangle on the TV, I think. Primal Triangle. So that's right. No idea who we are. <laughs> Should use the name Primal Hate or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're from Jersey, but wrestling down south, man, that was so much fun. And I would love to go back down there again. Working down there like that crowd they love pro wrestling man they bite into everything you know yeah that was so yeah like, they're great experience that like you know is something like that weird is like something we'll be so grateful for like qt put us on his first show he ever ran like brandy Rhodes was like, on that show you know like yeah. we at that time it was just him looking out for us we were the students of the monster factory that used to drive down to georgia for the weekend and wrestle for him and like we're so grateful for that opportunity yeah brandy Rhodes, dexter loomis there's a couple of, like names on that show uh you know of course nick camarado and preston vance and damian priest and all those guys also uh mm -hmm. of that story and i think it was a different time i think we went down to georgia just the three of us and got the speeding ticket no but that's a part of that story also <laughs> we were we were on our way to the actual show for one fall wrestling at the time and we were going through these crazy backwood areas and i just remember us being low on gas and we hadn't seen a gas station in miles and we saw we finally saw a gas station and we're like, oh my god yes the gas station we can get gas and when we got closer it was like a pot shop wasn't it game like it was nothing but like pots and pans and it was like an old abandoned gas station yeah and we're like oh my god we're gonna get stuck stuck in the woods and die like we're never gonna make it home because we're never gonna get gas remember that that part of the story because that was very funny We've got a lot of flat tires. We got a flat tire going up to uh, Boston for AEW. That was rough. Yeah, if you're an yeah, indie worker and you're listening, always keep a spare a spare tire in your trunk. Yeah, the New always. York, no joke. Them potholes got us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel the pain of knowing that we had a hotel booked. Up, we're in Connecticut. Nice we had a nice hotel booked in Connecticut that we had to cancel and go into these really super shady, like little motels that we got stuck going to. <laughs> you you want to tell them? You want to tell them what was playing on the TV when you turned it on? I don't. I don't want to tell what I turned on the TV. And I, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I think I might. <laughs> Was, was, like, oh yeah, pay for this. <laughs> that was another crazy like pro wrestling weekend though, because like we had to be up at like seven in the morning to get our tire changed because we were going to do extra work for AEW. So like we ended up being awake for like twenty eight straight hours. Like it was crazy. And then I had a job interview the next day. And I, like, I was, like, 
Remember we went to IHOP and it was so good though. We we're getting a tire change at like six in the morning. We're like, man, we're just sitting here. Oh, because mm-hmm. we tried to go in another place. The first place, I remember the cooking was so long. No, <laughs> we're waiting outside this restaurant to open because we want breakfast. And the time says it should be open. We're like, what's happening? And then somebody's in their car. They just open the door and they're like, we're waiting for all the cooks to show up. Or like, what? So I guess nobody showed up for work that day. We had to take Uber to uh, IHOP. IHOP. Oh, man. <laughs> IHOP was really good. So, you know what? Things just got better and better as they went yeah. <laughs> Man, I was actually talking to Johnny Cashmere about what his favorite um, rest stop is, like restaurant or uh, stop is. He goes, he tells me it's uh, crap. It's Tim Hortons. What is your guy's favorite rest stop? You say? You know, off the top of my head, Sheets, baby. Yeah, Sheets is good. I like sheets. I just haven't had my thing there. Waffle, I like Waffle House, but I just no. I like Waffle House too. No, uh, uh, I saw questionable things at a Waffle House, so yeah, I'll never did. forgive them. I don't want your favorite. The, 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 the I feel like sheets is, uh, is cookout. See, be, see, Ooh. I've never been there. Yeah, we've never been we've there. Never been to cookout. That that's like I'm a Wawa boy, dog. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm a Wawa. Wawa's gotta be the I'm best. A Wawa boy. See, Wawa. I love Wawa too, but I don't have sheets around. So every time we drive and I see sheets, I feel like a little kid. I get giddy. I'm like, oh my god, sheets! That's my That's problem it. with sheets. I haven't had enough of it to like make my own thing. Like, what? Nah, dog, no, you tripping, yo? You I tripping? Wawa, I be seeing. Nah, I see how you be after you get like little wraps and stuff. You be yo. I don't see you act that same way when we go to Wawa. Uh uh-uh. uh. So I want those wraps. In a massive four. I had to buy his little wraps to eat him. You know what I mean? I have to find like my one, two, like my team. You know, I go to Wawa. I got my thing. I'm gonna order. It's gonna be the same thing every time. The little paninis. Mm. I'm mad at Wawa right. though. Ever since they took away the grilled chicken. Yeah. Oh, they took it away. Oh wow. Dude, that was my go-to. So me and you Wawa kind of got heat. You can go there and get like a little meal prep chicken and broccoli if you wanted to. Which is neat, but they definitely took away the grilled chicken sandwich. Was was that was it? I was when we were on the road. That was the move. Little chicken, bacon, ranch, avocado, grilled chicken sandwich. Mm. Yeah, we talk about food all day. <laughs> That's see, I'm je- see, I'm jealous now because there's no Wawa on Long Island. Oh really? So what do y'all have down there? Top cheese. We got, cheese, you got, we top got cheese. quick check, and we have Tim Hortons. Oh, you, are you the plug for the chopped cheese? What's up? We need some. We need a plug for chopped cheese when we go back up to Remarkable. Because every time we go, we go through a city, we don't have time to stop and get a chopped cheese. Is there a chopped cheese around the Remarkable area? What is chopped cheese exactly? Oh, no. So if you go, <laughs> what, to is chopped, city, what is this chopped cheese? Now you guys are making me feel bad now, man. New York cheese steak from yep. what I. Oh, cheese steak roll, kind of. Is a cheese steak place. I know some. I know some good cheesesteak places. If you guys want to know, well, Philly got some places. But I want a chopped cheese. He wants a chopped cheese, and he's never had one. So I'm from the Bronx. They have chopped cheeses around in the Bronx area, but we go right through the Bronx, the Bronx to go to Remarkable. We don't have time to stop. And by the time we're on the way home, we need to find if we gotta find a way to get the chopped cheese because Gabriel needs a chopped cheese. Now you need a chopped cheese too. Where is there a chopped cheese? What is it? I don't know. Yeah, I go to the boroughs, man. Like the Bronx, maybe even Bronx. like, maybe in Harlem or Brooklyn. But I know for sure in the Bronx. You go to the Bronx, there's a couple little like the bodegas. When you when you go to the bodegas, they, have, they cook the food. You ask them, hey, can I get a chopped cheese? When I was a kid, they tri- they just called it like a sandwich. It's different now. Now, now it's chopped cheese. But you can get it. That's gonna be funny if you look at man. They're like, what's that? Yeah, you gotta walk out. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta leave. Chopped cheese, what's that? What? And you gotta walk out. <laughs> we all have to get chopped cheese now. Next remarkable show that we go to. We just oh, yeah. Out. We might have to bring it from Jersey. No, it's not a Jersey thing. It's a, oh, it's it's a New York City thing. See, I've never had one, so I don't know. Need I'm just as lost as you are, bro. <laughs> Oh, never wow, man. We got off the rails. I know, I know, <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. That's what I know, but I don't know. What, I don't know chopped cheese. I'm sorry. We gotta do that again. The like Philly cheesesteak. Cheese There's a good Philly cheesesteak place in uh, Long Island. There's plenty of them. It's called oh, Chitties. Chitties. What's it called? Chitties. 
Chitties. Ch- chitties? Okay. C H I D D Y. Okay, I thought you said something else. But okay. Yeah. Oh, some big chitties, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got Har- Harley's in the chat. She says, hey. Does she, she says, know any places to chop cheese? We need chopped cheese now. This, this, what? I'm not getting off the topic. <laughs> We're not leaving this alone. <laughs> I mean, I think the debate is Wawa or Sheets. I think that's the debate that we're having. I I, I want to get more intimate. We have sheets. we have neither. We have neither over here. That's crazy. I'm telling you, if you're ever on the road and you see a Sheets, stop by. It'll change your life. I'm telling you. Can you order food okay, at Quick Check, like, or is it just like pre-made yeah. food? I think it's pre-made food. Oh really? I thought. Uh, I think. There's a... I know it's not pre. I don't think it's pre-made. I think it's more like, okay, we're they're not gonna cook it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's so it's like, like a like a Seven Eleven kind of in a way. Not really. What? <laughs> Like a 7-Eleven, right? You got to get a Wawa. Get a, get a petition started. You got to so tell Long Island that they need to have a Wawa. I swear to God. In, get it in the legislature. Yeah. Huh? You got to go to town hall. Push it to town hall. I mean, you know what? Get a Sheets 2 while you're at it. Get both of them. Get I, both think, of them I think the <laughs> thing the is, I think the thing is, they're not going to have a Wawa here just because 7-Eleven has a stronghold on Long Island. Mm. You got to fight them. You got to <laughs> get back. <laughs> They have so many 7-Elevens out on the land, right? you know, they're going to just dominate Wawa. And they need a lot of land for that war. They, they Good old-fashioned uh, turf war. Yeah, as I was saying, they have the territories. They're not willing to give up that territory because anywhere else gives it up, it means every time. They're not being Wawa sheets, so. Well, just know I'm waving the sheets flag. Wherever you see me, sheets. I'm, I'm claim independent right now until yeah. I have a little more. I want, in, like, some... Some good time with sheets. So, do you want to know how you guys have been? Killing it. You're killing it. Y'all looking towards this weekend. We got a busy weekend up ahead. So, we're just prepping for that. Mm-hmm. We got a show tomorrow, Russell Pro, Union, New Jersey. And then on Saturday, we got a doubleheader. We'll be at Super Crazy Pro Wrestling in the afternoon. And then later that night, we'll be at PPW in Slatington, Pennsylvania. So busy week for the boys. Hopefully you guys come back to remarkable, man. You guys need a We want to, man. We want to. Above the you guys versus above the rest. It has to happen. I'm uh vowing this match right now, man. Yeah. Speaking uh, of nerds, preaching this match. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. The next year you just gotta chant it out. Just start chanting. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know what you want to see. <laughs> So who like who's got been some of you guys uh dream wrestlers to like like get involved like inspirations is what I want to say to, to do this. Um I mean again like when I, I said when I was younger man I didn't see myself growing up to be a professional wrestler but when I was a kid uh like I was in my dad was a huge Hulk Hogan fan so I was a Hulk Hogan fan as well um i was into guys like ddp kane like all like over the top wrestlers you know um but ever since i but getting in though my like my favorite Shawn michaels i look up to guys as chris jericho eddie guerrero like those are probably my top three right there mm-hmm. yeah i grew up uh, like it's probably like you know, like I said, I was a little kid like growing up in wrestling. So like, my favorites were always like The Rock, Undertaker. I love I'm the biggest Triple H fan in the world. <laughs> uh, more recently, like Bray Wyatt is one of my favorites, uh, and I feel like I kind of pull a little bit from all of them. Shawn Michaels, obviously, the best wrestler ever. We so, like, as a kid, my guys were WWF, The Rock was my guy, and WCW Sting. Since, like, the second I saw Sting come down from the rafters, the baseball bat, like, he's the coolest guy in the world, you know? And then you had The Rock, who was just the coolest guy, oh, the coolest guy in the world. He wore, he didn't button his shirts. He never wore, <laughs> you always saw his, you know, his big guy always walk out his shirts open, championship belts, you know, sunglasses on, no matter where he went. That's two of the coolest guys in the world. You had to be like that, so... 
So growing up, I was big staying in the rock fans, uh, getting into the business. Uh, you just have to appreciate more of this, like, the art behind it, I guess. As much as I still love those guys, but, like, guys like Shawn Michaels watching just his, the creative process, and Eddie Guerrero, uh, Kenta was always, like, before I got oh, into man. wrestling, he was, he was my... I can do that because I had a background in martial arts and just watching Kenta, how believable his strikes and everything. Kenta, Samoa Joe, Loki, those are the guys who I watched. I was like, man, I can do that, you know? So uh, those were like my inspirations and like Dynamite Kid, you know, all that stuff. Really, really cool. Man, you speak about that, that 2002 to 2009 Ring of Honor. My absolute favorite right there, watching all those guys, man, like CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Colt Cabana, all those guys, man, you know. I was Kenta, watching that. Like, like, I was watching that in high school, and I don't want to be able to find, like, back when YouTube was still raw and you could find all this crazy stuff on YouTube, I was watching, like, Brian Danielson versus Kenta highlights, and that was blowing my mind, whether it was Ring of Honor or, uh, or Noah at the time. Watching them, watching Samoa Joe versus these guys, and like you know, all these guys who were at Ring of Honor at the time, I was getting into that in high school, and that's what was kind of like in my head, like man, that's what I can do, you know? Like, I might not be like six foot five, three hundred pounds, but I can do that. So that was my inspiration to want to be a wrestler, something that convinced me that I could do that. So. So, what are some of you guys' favorite metal bands? We were talking about that earlier. I've got to bring it up, though. Oh, no. I'm going to give Gabriel's oh. going to say Lent Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A big, I, don't, I like Biscuit. Metallica. Did they count? Who? Metallica. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I love Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's about One of the best of all time. That's about as like, metal as I get, though. So I've been going back and listening to albums in complete form. And uh, my favorite death metal album is Domination by Morbid Angel. So Morbid Angel is probably like my one of my number one or two. So Morbid Angel, Gojira is number two. Because man, I listened to another full album. I listened to uh, From Mars to Sirius and The Link yesterday. And, oh, so those two... <laughs> I can't even take a third because like I love Black Sabbath. I think Black Sabbath, I can't like not mention Black Sabbath, so Oh hot take, hot take. I like Ozzy Osbourne more than I like Black Sabbath. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh why would you do that? <laughs> I said it was a hot take. Oh, why would you do that? Because it's hard. Cause for me, for me, the reason why is because I feel like Kit, when Ozzy's like doing his solo stuff, it's like more more upbeat for me in a way. You know what I mean? While Black Sabbath is a little bit slower, which I still love. I love Black Sabbath, but Ozzy, man, it just, I mean, it just, it's just a little bit more up there for me, and uh, I, know, I just love it, man. Huge Ozzy fan, yeah. huge. Oh, how'd you say this out loud right now? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm not going to weigh in on that. I'm going <laughs> to step out of that one because, like, it's, hard. it's so hard because Ozzy's so good. Ozzy in Black Sabbath is so good. So you think of all the major hits, Ozzy's in there. So what can you say against him? And then he has all these hits by himself. I'm not going to weigh in. But I'll say that Black Sabbath has some of the best hits of all metal history. So many so many so hard to fight with like you know war pig and, and snow blind all these songs are just bangers so man these are songs that came on like what like the late 70s and they're still oh, yeah. being played today used as like uh theme songs for wwe pay-per-views man so they they those songs are timeless man never go out of style iron pantera man too. pantera too man is another one. Oh, pantera yeah uh-huh yeah, but for me, man, I love uh, I love Metallica, uh, Megadeth. I'm a huge Mastodon fan. I'm a huge Go Gojira fan. Gojira's probably my favorite band. So good. Um, but yeah, I love a lot of me. Me and Matthew, we have gone to a lot of uh, heavy metal concerts together. We actually went to I think our last concert that we went to together was a Slipknot concert. Am I right? No, we saw Corn, but we saw Slipknot was right before them. Corn, Corn. 
And Slipknot is where we saw Damien, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were walking in the parking lot, and we were just kind of on our way to get to the show for a, a, a Slipknot, Gojira, Behemoth. And uh, I think you get a phone call, right? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we're walking to the up. to the venue, and I my phone's ringing. It goes off, and I see uh, Damien's name. I'm like, huh? That's weird. I answered, and he's like, yo, are you guys at the concert? He's like, yeah. He's like, I just saw you guys turn around. And then we caught up with him and his girlfriend at the time. And uh, and originally, we had, like, lawn tickets. This was at the Camden, New Jersey venue, the Pavilion really? Center, whatever it's called. Yep. And we were we had lawn seats, but he was able to get us into the into like the mosh pit yeah, area. Wow. So that was, yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> uh, that's great awesome. night, <laughs> man. I, I can't determine what I like better. If I like, I mean, I love Corn and I love Metallica, but they're just two different bands. You know what I mean? Like for example, Corn, you just want to bang your head, and Metallica is more like their presentation, the way they come out, everything is just amazing. The way they, they play the their, their guitar riffs and everything. Yeah. They were so good live. It yeah. was crazy. It was probably one of the better concerts I've ever been to. See, I've yet to see Metallica and they on my bucket list. I want to see Metallica. We will. We will get we'll get to see them, I promise. Hell yeah. See, the only other band that's on my bucket list that I want to see live, that I haven't seen live, that I don't think we're going to be able to because they're on kind of this uh, end tour, is Kiss. Kiss. They've been on the end tour for 10 years, dog. It's not too late. They've yeah, but, man, I just hope there's somewhere we can... It's never the end. Yeah, I love it, Kiss so much, man. I want to see them live. Yeah, same. It, it, should, be, it should be called the never-ending tour. Nope. Nah, they never call quits. If they can walk, they're gonna play. I don't care. They might even play in wheelchairs. I don't care. I will they see probably, them. They care. probably will. They're, they'll be coming down from the Raptors in wheelchairs. Like they don't care. Yep. They might yeah. even wire themselves up. They don't have to. They don't have to be in a wheelchair. They just get propped <laughs> it up like a like a like a coat. They have like a little coat hanger to be standing on to play. I love it. Now, now, now the future is gonna be crazy because. Everything's just gonna be AI. It's like, oh, we don't need Kiss no more. We got AI. No, no. We're gonna have digital projections of Kiss just on screen, and they're gonna be jamming. And the mm -hmm. tour is never gonna end. <laughs> so you guys listen to that AI Kiss album? It's great. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. No, it's not. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. Yeah, being right. sarcastic. It's the future. Oh. AI is be making new Kiss music and then they're gonna be making new like AI videos. It's even crazy. I don't want it. All right. So since we're speaking of AI music, Gabriel, you might like this. There's actually they took like 50 Cent songs and they put Tupac and Biggie over the song so they're they're rapping 50 cent lyrics but it's tupac and, and biggie wow yeah so just just go on youtube and look it up look up tupac biggie 50 cent ai music and it'll pop right up bro it sounds just like them it is crazy they made like a fake like ai like uh i think the weekend like song yep like, yep yeah, right now so don't forget yeah, yeah you have to hear this one elvis presley singing baby got back is that a real oh. thing? I swear. No it sounds, way. It's that, it sounds exactly like Elvis. I might be listen to this. <laughs> Once the stream ends, I'm pulling this up because <laughs> I, I already got it on my phone just so I don't forget. And it's yeah, in tune too. In exact tune. Like the way the way he would play it, that's that's how it is. Like the way he play guitar and everything, that's how it is. It's not. It's not in the. It's not some mix a lot. It's in Elvis Presley's like error. You got freaking crazy. Like yeah, that. man. AI. You that's a whole different discussion, man. Like that. Let's take over the world, man. Skynet. <laughs> yeah. We were taught to fight this from an early age. Like, I don't know why Skynet we're letting this happen. Why stepping up? Where's on the Schwarzenegger when you need him? Like, it's the future. Yeah. Come on, man. It's it's like, and, and did you guys hear that they're gonna bring the uh, crap, one of the dinosaurs back? Yeah, dude, the Willy Mammoth. I was All just talking movies. about. Hey, what? Yeah, they're, they're they found the yeah, Willy they're, Mammoth. they're working like, on it to bring the in like a block of ice and like, <coughs> and they're like trying to like bring it back. It's not a good idea. Yeah, there's like oh. Jeff Goldblum. 
Jeff Goldblum is like, like telling us like, no. You go to There's Jurassic like been Park. five movies why this is a bad idea. Exactly. Yeah. Like, why are we doing all this stuff that the movies told us not to do? We're I'm, letting Jurassic Park first. It's all gonna come true. Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park's gonna happen, and then the Terminator's gonna come, and then what are we gonna do to stop this? You're not gonna tell It's like that. they warned they warned us in the movies, they warned and, us. Yet, and yet we're still doing it. We're still doing it. It's like mean, oh, fuck the movies. Jurassic we're Park and Skynet. Like, come on, man. Do this ourselves. <laughs> That's how, now it's on us. Now we have to be the heroes and stop all of this. Mm. <laughs> bro, what, what, what can we do, bro? What can we do? Listen, I watch all, all we, movies. All we can do is pull up some seats and just be there front row and just watch it all unfold. Nah, buddy. I watch the movies. Just <laughs> 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 pull out a sword. We might have to... Yeah, we might have to pull out one of these, you know. <laughs> Always ready. Oh, oh, Always oh, ready. Oh man, Primal Fear is gonna have to shoot some dinosaurs somewhere. I don't know, man. Yeah. Become like Turok or something like that. Listen, that <laughs> could be a comic book. We've been trying to make a Primal Fear comic book for years, so. All right, hold on, Matt. You got the weapons. There's four of us here right now. We'll just be the next Ninja Turtles. There we go. We're the next Ninja Turtles. Well, every while everything is being destroyed up top, we're just gonna move down into the sewers, and then we'll just come out whenever we need to get some food. You know, kill some things along the way, come back, and we'll be straight. I got us, boys. I'm really good. Good to go. There we go. Yeah, rendezvous. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yep, that's it. So y'all start hearing about no it's, a new it's a new comic book. Someone's getting the four Ninja Turtles right here. That's it on the screen. Say, screw a comic book. This is real life. This is real life, yeah. This is real life. You guys start hearing reports about giant turtles attacking people. I didn't hear it here first. Yeah, yeah, when I was five, I would never think that dinosaurs would be real, and now they're going to be real. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. And I got to see it to believe it, man. So, uh, if they bring one back, next thing you think it'll be two, there'll be three, there'll be 30. <laughs> yeah. As long guys, as they don't, unless they, let's all pray they don't bring back pterodactyls. That's what if I was thinking. <laughs> it's the most frightening thing ever. Like a nine foot flying thing through the skies going, ah! like, oh, that's what I don't want in the world, you know? That's the last thing I want in the world. So keep it up. That's not. Keep, keep them all on the island. Keep them all on the island. That's it, you know? And I feel like. How do you keep them on the island? Don't bring them over here to New York. No, What's going to stop them from leaving the island? No one Tarantino. Well, if they get, it's if a bad idea. I don't think do it at all. Yeah, it's a bad idea. What's gonna stop a pterodactyl? Like it's gonna be nuts. right. It's gonna be nuts. I'm not. That's gonna be all. so bad with planes and everything, and helicopters, and uh, that's gonna be bad. And they're gonna look scarier than they do in the movies. I swear. They're all gonna look like ostriches. They're not even yeah. look like what we know, what we think. They're like giant <laughs> bird creatures. It's gonna be awful. Like, don't do it, please. Like that's it. not. That's the lesson of this is the future is crazy. We're just copying movies. Is what we're doing. Yeah, anybody walking away from this, uh, this podcast, please know that we tried to stop it. <laughs> we tried to stop this. If you're looking back from the future, we tried to end it. <laughs> they wouldn't listen. We're telling them it's a bad idea, and they won't listen to us. That's it. So, so you're currently a champion right now, or? Uh... uh, so I think the only one out of the three of us that have any championship yeah, are, is me, right? We have championship. Yeah, yeah that's what I was we're saying. looking to change that this weekend. Yeah. We have championship yeah. matches this weekend, though. So, go ahead, tell them about it. This Saturday at Super Crazy Pro Wrestling against the current Super Crazy Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, the Tonys. We're looking to get our belts back and keep them this time, baby. And what is that? Three-time uh, Super Crazy yeah, Tag Team Champions? After Saturday. Three times. Already the longest reigning. About to be the probably most reigns, too. So we're coming probably. for all the records. Yeah. Tag Team Specialist. I think it would be our 10th <laughs> Tag Team Championship overall. That's right. And I currently hold the Super Crazy Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. I defeated JTG last month to uh, capture the vacant championship. 
Uh, there is there is still another champion flowing around, and uh, you know Tony Leyenda has it right now. He's been ducking, he's been dodging, but eventually the time will come where me and him will have to step in the ring so that we can settle it to see who can become the undisputed yep. super crazy pro wrestling heavyweight champion. And I'm also the PPW heavyweight champion, uh, who I, I defeated the Mecca for that championship. I don't know if you're familiar with him, yeah, former yeah. Ring of Honor talent as well. Yep, he just wrestled that win. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Mecca. He wrestled Joey Conway. Yeah, nothing but respect for that guy. Yeah, uh, Mecca. Uh. But tomorrow, uh, it will be me teaming up with the real one, formerly known as Enzo Amari, taking on a team of the Mecca and Clutch Adams. And if they win against me and the real one, then the both of them will get an opportunity at my PPW Heavyweight Championship at a future PPW event in a triple threat match. Yeah. No, no, so no. hopefully the real one can come through and help me not allow these guys to get anything, you know, anything that has to do with my championship because they don't deserve it. Yeah, do you guys have the belt? You have the belts with you now or no? I have. Hold on, you give me one second. We could have. We would have done this interview a couple months ago. This is the oh, PPW man. Heavyweight Championship. Go. Yeah, I might have to reverse that. <laughs> it's like upside down. <laughs> oh, it's reversed. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's not your fault. It's the, uh, <laughs> the way the camera. The camera. Yeah. But yeah, that's it right there. Beautiful title. It says WPP right there. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, I've had it for about three months now, man, and uh, it's pretty awesome because we've been attending PPW events for a little, I think, over two years now. And uh, since day one, we have slowly been climbing up the ranks. Uh, Matthew and Gabriel are former PPW Tag Team Champions, not once but twice, right? No, one, time. one there. Just one, Good. just yeah. one time. We're getting close. We're right there. Yep, and uh, and with me having this championship right now, all we have to do is, is recapture those tag team champions so that we can all sit on top of that PPW mountain. You know what I mean? Because for everyone else, they say it's only room for one, but for us, we make all three of us fit up there, and we fit pretty good up there. We'll be wearing the championships forever. We can have a good weekend this weekend. We'll be holding a bunch of championships, so that's all I'm talking about. Take yeah, all. be on the lookout on social media. You, you'll see them picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take all the belts. There you go. Yeah. And then come to, come, to Long Island, come to Long Island. Take all our belts, too, man. Yeah, well, that's hey, man. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. The, ma the match has to happen. Above the rest against Primal Fear, man. Put it out yeah, there. Yeah. Put it brother. out there, right there. You got to listen. It's got to happen. So, uh, I'm lobbying that match right now, man. So. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> let them know. Let everybody know. I want you to chant that at the next show. You go to the next show, let them know. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch with them and hopefully try to get out there early uh, this coming year. And we'll be on the lookout for you. Yep. Yeah. I was at the last show. I think I, I think I spoke to you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you approaching the shop right after the show. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, so. All right, any social medias you guys have you want to plug real quick? or? Uh... Of course, man. We're all about the social medias, man. As you can see, you can see it in the... Oh, no, I, I guess if they're listening, they can't see it. But you can follow me, Agent Soriano, at Soriano underscore Saga on X, Instagram, TikTok. Boys, you can plug your stuff in real quick. <laughs> I am at Fear underscore Gabriel 13, also on X. Instagram and TikTok. I'm Matthew Olman or Matt Olman 999 on X. I always want to say Twitter, right Instagram, right TikTok, Twitch. That's it, right? It's nothing else. There's only but one. Are. That's not all for us. Yep. Go to the YouTube. Yep. Um, man, it's so weird saying X now. Yeah. So I'm used to saying Twitter, but it's X. <laughs> but yeah, follow us all on X. But we also have a joint account. You can follow us at True. Primal Fear on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and most importantly on YouTube. YouTube. We're uploading YouTube. promos, matches, vlogs, content, 
uh, throughout the month. So, you know, keep you guys updated with everything that we have going on. Because right now, we are on the road to 500 subscribers. And we're almost there. 500 subscribers. Wow. So, I'm if you're listening to this right now, mm. go to YouTube. Type in at True Primal Fear in the search bar. Yep. Click on our page, hit that subscribe button, watch all of our videos, hit, the thumbs, hit that bell so that you're notified whenever the video drops, baby, so you can be notified whenever we drop them, because they're going to keep coming until we stop, but that won't happen, <laughs> because we'll never stop. <laughs> comment on every video, comment on every single video, so the algorithm picks it up. And, and that will know that you're watching. It's a test. So now we no, but seriously, we appreciate all the fans who do support us like uh, right now with everything that we have going on, because without them, we wouldn't be where we are today. So let's, you know, continue to support one another. Follow homie Metal Geek on all of his social medias. Yep. You know, on the road follow to us. We follow you. Spread the word. That's it, baby. All fight, no flight. Fear none. Take all. So he's on the road to 800. Right. Let's get to a thousand. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we're out, and we'll put metal signs up, and we'll see you guys in the next one.